Welcome to the She Is podcast. Come join us as we share with each other the stories that make us who we are. Our hope is that you're challenged and encouraged to keep boldly writing your story. I'm so excited today to introduce to you my new friend, Sunny. Um, she is on the worship team here at Graceway. Sunny, would you be willing to to tell our guests a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am originally from California, if nobody ever knew that. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Oh, gosh. I miss it almost every month, but uh, <laughs> especially, especially in February. winter. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so originally from California, moved here as a flight attendant. You can't choose your base for the first year. So I did grad school and flight attendant at the same time. The Lord worked it out where I couldn't move. I wanted to move. I wanted to move to Miami really quickly. Mm -hmm. And then the huge hurricane happened. um, And God was like, yeah, you're not going to Miami. And so I was like, okay, well then where else do I go? And after the eighth month of being here, um, I just really heard his voice because when you're called to do something, you should be in the environment where you're most impactful. Mm. And I really believe that just through worship and and presence, um, I'm called to bridge the gap between uh, just the cultures, racial cultures in churches. Mm. And um, a preacher was preaching and he said, why would you want to, if you're a warrior, why would you want to be somewhere where there is no war? So after the eighth month, I was like, okay, Lord, do you want me to stay in Kansas City? He was like, yeah, I do. I want, I want you to be a blessing, but I also want to, I want to bless you here. And I've seen both of those. And so I'm so grateful. Um, I am the youngest of three siblings. Oh. And that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I have a law degree. So what are you doing now? I am in law. I um, am doing policies and procedures, and I do all the fun paper stuff. I am a brainiac when it comes to analyzing things. So it it seems mundane and unfun for others, but for me, it's like, this is fantastic. (laughs) That's awesome. 200, 300 pages of of items, and then being able to condense that and uh, turn it into two pages is something fantastic. Well, you're where you're supposed to be then. Right where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Today, Sunny brought a story from her life to share with us. And um, I'm just really excited for how God is going to use her story to impact uh, the other women that hear. Uh, and would you be willing to read that now? Absolutely. What is your perspective of betrayal's visit? I think this question is important for women specifically. If we're honest, ladies, historically, our hearts have been more familiar with being betrayed than have men. So it's a healthy question to explore from both the angle of betrayer and the betrayed. Each time I've encountered betrayal prior to being saved, I was immature and wanted to avenge myself, punishing those who allowed themselves to be used by betrayal's deceit. Using the word deceit has significance because insecure and broken people tend to be easily convinced, especially by the lies that say, harm them and you'll feel much better about yourself. In fact, you will be superior to them when in reality, one only feels more insecure and less significant than before. Over the years, I have heard the apologies. 
As someone who really enjoys peace of mind and peaceful environments, I don't find myself in the business of betraying others, but I have had many visits. I often wonder if Jesus would have been stunned by Judas, if Jesus hadn't already known that betrayal's visit was part of his purpose, leading him to the cross. But there had to be a relatable event for humanity to understand what living close to Christ comes with at times. Frenemies. Perspective of betrayal shifted for me when I realized the blessings that came out of Judas's betrayal of Jesus. Salvation, direct access to the Father, removing the need for a priest, and the gift of the divine living inside of us. My greatest visit from betrayal came from a close family friend. I was lied to and lied on out of jealousy, and it cost me my monetary savings and a friendship here on earth. But like Judas's betrayal of Jesus, I gained a relationship with the Father that no one can ever take from me. It was my first time being away from home in a new city. I could clearly hear the Lord say, you can go back home to your family, or you can trust me through this visit from betrayal and reap an unmatched closeness with me. So I did. I stayed. I cried. I came out refined. As a worshiper, this was a powerful catalyst because a worshiper's gift is rooted in attachment. Attachment to God to hear from him, remaining where internal and eternal blessings flow. And he will not share that. Had that family blessed me in the way I expected, they would have also expected credit. And God wanted all the glory to his name for the abundance to be reaped. He didn't orchestrate the betrayal, but he allowed it and definitely used its visit to work for my good. So ladies, the next time betrayal or even the slightest hurt pays you a visit, it may be because God alone has allowed it and the blessings on the other side have a greater overflow of abundance attached to them. So stay encouraged. Even betrayal has a purpose. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. I just think that probably every person that is hearing this story has had some sort of betrayal in their life. Sure. I was just thinking about how you were talking about the wounded person, the mm-hmm. insecure, the the broken person. I was curious why you think they are easier to deceive. Um, I I think that's possible because when you're in that mind frame, you're not really focused. Mm-hmm. You don't have a tunnel vision of unity, so mm-hmm. to speak. So any little, and those are gateway emotions. Um, so any little thing that the enemy says, he's like, oh, you know, that person doesn't like you all because they didn't speak or maybe they didn't see you or something like that. And Mm -hmm. so those emotions, when we don't tackle them and really heal from them, they create just these doors and avenues for all these different um, thoughts to come about. And someone who's insecure or just jealous of battling that, they they just have an open gate, like an Mm -hmm. open mind to all these different suggestions. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to discipline our minds, right? We discipline our thoughts, but 
if you don't feel loved, which is where insecurity is rooted in, mm-hmm. right? But you have to take that responsibility to ask, to pray and ask the Father to fill you with his love. Mm-hmm. That's a journey, yeah. right? Um, so that you can love the Lord your God with all your hearts. And then you can have the whole dynamic that happens in relationship and it could be healthy, mm-hmm. right? You won't think the worst always. Uh, yeah. And And probably working that process closes then the door to the enemy to be able to have a voice in your life. Yes, because when we start to close that gap, we're we're being more filled. It's kind of like an empty tank of gas, right? Mm -hmm. There's it when it's empty. There's so much space in there Mm -hmm. for all this other stuff to. If someone wanted to put something else in your tank, yeah, they could just start. That's a great analogy, right? So then, when God starts to fill you up with his love it closes the gap Mm -hmm. so like these things that even would are are intentional offenses they can't get in because there's no room yeah and i think uh for me it it gave me a different perspective on the intentional offenses as i closed the door yes how old were you when you came to know the lord i had lost a scholarship so right at right at high school right graduated out of high school i wanted an authentic experience with god so mm-hmm. like my friends they would go up and get saved like every sunday like it was a thing and i was oh, like i'm not gonna do it i had older siblings that got into things if we're honest you want to sin like oh sure yeah you're so i didn't play with the lord like i calculated it i was like i'm gonna no i'm I'm not going to give my life to him yet. Oh, you waited till yeah. it was genuine. I honestly believe that if I was allowed to do what I planned oh. to do. <laughs> what was on the yeah, plan. Yeah, it was in the plan because I'm a list taker. Like I write lists. Even the college that I was going to go to was going to be in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I had, I was like, oh. on the weekends, I'm going to do this. It was going to be fantastic. The scholarship was based on being able to try out for the softball team and be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, because someone else was going to go and that's how the spot opened up for me because they chose another school. So they said, when you come, you can work out for six months. Well, it'll be a full ride. And I was like, this was going to be like golden. Mm-hmm. And then in my senior year, right before graduation, maybe three, three months before graduation, I broke a pinky. I, I broke my ankle. Wow. Sliding in the second. Ribs needed to heal. It was just oh, crazy. And that was off the and table. And I missed it. I missed the opportunity. And I don't remember crying out to God as hard as I did because I I felt like a failure at that point. Hmm. Like, because again, you're caught up in the emotion of the circumstance. And you were a planner. And, and I was a planner. That was gone. That plan was gone. And so long story short, I stayed home. Uh, and I went to an undergrad, like um, a JC first, mm-hmm. and then off to university, uh, uh, Cal State University. But during that time, I experienced what I think not enough people experience when it comes to circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think they really, they don't get out of the space of God hates me. Yeah. Because after you've prayed and cried and and really asked all the questions, there should be this space where you're like, oh, I can see how you were doing this for my good. That's so interesting because that was one of my questions. (laughs) 
at the end of your story, you said God allowed the betrayal. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know how um, you thought this was important, an important phrase. Mm -hmm. And I think that is similar to getting out of that spot where God hates you. Right. Uh, Because I think he's always orchestrating something for you to see his character. Mm. Right. So the word of God says... Well, let's just take Jehovah Rapha, for example. Can you really be healed by Jehovah Rapha if you don't find yourself in a place of sickness? Interesting. Right? So will you ever know him as Jehovah Rapha if you've never been sick? So he's orchestrating these opportunities for you to get to know him. I think we have to see every circumstance as an opportunity to know that he wants to know. uh, um, He wants us to know him as his character Mm -hmm. of Jehovah. Right. If you don't ever get there or or say or have the perspective of, oh, God wants me to know him as Jehovah Jireh because I'm in this place of lack Mm -hmm. or Jehovah Shalom, which is my peace because I'm in this place of chaos. Yeah. But you have to lean in to him in that time. And shift your perspective. You Mm -hmm. have to go to him. Like you can't go to others and always, you can talk about it. But when it comes to like the vulnerability of of crying out and pouring your heart out, do that first and then share with others. When people have a a different perspective, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you see people saying that are kind of off? You said what do they say? Yeah. And I think right there is what happens. They start to speak it. Oh, interesting. Right? And yeah. so we're we're seeing the slogan now where the world was created with words. Mm. Um and biblically we know that God spoke and all these things came to pass. And so if Satan can convince us to start to speak it as opposed to it being a reflection in prayer, a more of a confession. God, I'm feeling like you're so far away and that you don't love me. Like, I feel, I really feel like you hate me. Mm-hmm. Then you open up a genuineness and, and a vulnerability for him to say, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, we kind of close these moments where God can really bless you. Um, and it becomes truth. It becomes it's, your truth. Yes, instead of allowing God to speak his truth into it. Yeah, we, so we do, let's say the incident comes from someone. Mm-hmm. We will finalize God based on what someone else did. Mm-hmm. True. And a lot of times we forfeit the promises of God because of the people of God. I really think if we could change I know a lot of people don't think it's irreverent when they're doing it. Mm. I don't think they think that because that would be like ill intent. I just don't think they realize it. Yeah. Like you're speaking to a reverential, holy God. Yeah. Right. And there's so many things I think the Lord's revealed to me about my own behavior and Mm -hmm. character that I just had no idea. Sure. You know, until he showed it to me. Yeah. And so I do think that. We don't have any idea. We can be if we don't stay close to him, just like Judas. Sure. Oh, yeah. And betray him all the time. So it's like, yeah. 
Well, and two, I think that changes it changes my perspective. If I think I can be like Judas, right, then it right. changes my perspective on the betrayer towards me. Right. In your story, you were talking about um, the uh, worshiper's gift is rooted in attachment. Mm-hmm. Will you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I hadn't really thought about it from yeah. that perspective. And I don't mean a singer when I say a worshiper. I mean, okay. right? Um, the reason why I say it's rooted in attachment is because if you think about it, I'll and I'll speak for my own like personality, so to speak. Okay. Uh, and when I was talking about when I have my eyes set on something, yes. I want it. I want to go after that. Um, and all the details are and all, all the lined details up. are all lined up, <laughs> right? And we do that often. Oh, like, sure. Especially, I'm not a mom yet, but I, mm. I have to imagine that moms have to have things in order, right? Or chaos ensues. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but I was always seeking. I was always seeking something. And even as a creative, you're always wanting to dig your heels into something because that's your uh, confidence. That's where your confidence lies. Like, if I'm good at this, okay, yeah, then I'll be then. If I'm good at this, then. And then but you move for a on. Creative is it constantly something new? It's constantly I mean, you're constantly having new. to create something, right? Okay. So if you're not totally submitted to the Lord, you have the imagination. Just you're everywhere, mm-hmm. and I'll use so like. Let me back up. My parents were divorced when I was twelve. When a human being is born, you have the family. You mm-hmm. have a root of uh, support system. Yes. Now, what happens when he starts to remove those things? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That part of who you are is rooted in it in in those solid attachments. Yeah, and that security that comes the security from that comes from it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then, okay, then you have your parents for twelve years, and then you still have them, like they're sure. still here, but then you don't have that. That's disrupted. It's disrupted. Mm-hmm. And I, I would guarantee if each person were to look back, someone that's really like a spirit and in truth worshiper, mm-hmm. all those different things that we could have had the ability to create a pedestal, like a person on a pedestal, oh. which then cre- can subtly create an idolatry, mm-hmm. is removed. Even if it was a friend in high school, yeah. they moved away. Yeah. Or if it was like this guy you really wanted to marry, mm. he cheated or he ended up marrying somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or if this job you really wanted, you didn't get it. Because it wasn't submitted to, God, if you want me to have this, because that's where the confidence yeah. needs to lie. Well, in putting the Lord first. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's the attachment I'm talking about That's where, and even someone who does sing, you always have to be connected to God. Like, I never want to get on the platform and be like, oh, I got this. No, Friday, Saturday, there, if I'm leading a song, there's so much going on between me and God between Friday oh, and Saturday. By Sunday morning, I'm like, Lord, none of this flesh will glory in your presence. That's mm-hmm. my prayer every Sunday morning. I love that. So it has that my attachment is solely to him mm-hmm. so I can hear from him so I can see what he sees so I can say what he wants me to say or not say what he wants me to say. 
And I think a life of a worshiper, that's the spirit and in truth, the authenticity. Yeah, and it flows out of it you. It flows, yeah. Mm-hmm. On yeah. the stage, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, the I think the last question that, that I then have is that for the people listening who have experienced betrayal, mm-hmm. was was it very was it real clean for you to just say lord i choose you was it just a one time experience or is it is it something that you were having to kind of wrestle with and choose again and mm-hmm. i think it's always going to be a choose again okay i think there's always going to be some form of betrayal that comes um because until we're no longer here mm-hmm. we should be maturing spiritually if not daily, annually, right? How that happens is we die daily to ourselves, right? We die to our own ways of thinking. And sometimes the best way to get our attention is to the elementary term, hurt our feelings, Mm -hmm. right? Which is, that's the big word. Betrayal is the big word for having your feelings hurt. Yeah. Um, So what would your prayer to the Lord look like um, in a in a situation where you're feeling betrayed or mm-hmm. or hurt by someone, yeah. then what does your prayer look like to the Lord in that yeah. situation when you're feeling all, all the feelings are yeah. going on? My my first step is to tell him those things mm-hmm. and to be honest. Be honest, because he already knows. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the strongest emotion of you, even if you don't hate someone, mm-hmm. even if you think, just tell him. Yeah. Don't tell the person. Because he already knows. He already knows. (laughs) And I think the quicker we give it to him, Mm -hmm. um, I'm writing something uh, about what I call the great exchange, is we take what we have going on and we give it to him and he exchanges that. It's like this constant exchange, right? You give him the things, he gives you the peace, right? Mm -hmm. He gives you, there's this constant exchange going on. So I think the first step is to not be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Don't be embarrassed for having that emotion. If that's your nature, I did. I I wanted to avenge myself. Like, what can I do? And God was like, when I took that to him, God, I'm feeling like I want to avenge myself. And and I would name them by name. Mm-hmm. I journaled. I got all the things out. And after I would write those things out, I would either rip it up and like throw the stuff away. Burn it. Burn it. <laughs> yeah. Right? But without getting those things out, it just stays in there and it festers and it goes to people's children, mm-hmm. yeah. the spouse, your yeah. friends, your yeah. community, those who you're in ministry with. We all feel it. Sure. And I'm like, sometimes I'll see it in a person's life and I can't be like, gosh, come on, heal. Mm-hmm. But I can start praying and be like, God, I really hope that they're honest with you and yeah. they really give it to you. Yeah. Like even the worst thing, mm-hmm. worst thing you want to say, tell God, because he can't. I mean, he's not bothered by it. Right. He won't be like, I can't, oh, yeah. he, will, oh, <laughs> he will not gasp and be like, I can't believe you said that. And I think a lot of times he's waiting for us just to to have the exchange, the open handed exchange what did he jesus in the garden was like and i mentioned this in the 13 uh day 13 of 21 days of Mm -hmm. prayer that was honesty yeah when he said if you could take this cup from me and then he followed it up with thy will be done yeah 
But it wasn't until he gave him the, the, the things, the feelings, that he was able to get in strength and say, I'm glad I gave you that, Father. Now your will be done. Mm-hmm. At least I got it off my chest. That's right. Right? Yeah. If he was sweating and blood, that was intense. I, right. right? Oh, yeah. <sighs> I really, I just really, I, my hope for women who are either betrayed or just in a place of um, resentment towards God mm-hmm. or regret even from sure. themselves. Yeah. Start with a genuine conversation with the Lord and don't hold anything back. Sunny, I loved being here and, and hearing part of your story. And um, I just think that every woman can connect to this in some way. Absolutely. And I am going to be um, hearing your words and taking them to heart and Amen. making sure that I'm exchanging yeah. my feelings with the Lord for, yeah. for his. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. I just really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was an honor to be here today. Thank you for listening to Graceway's She Is podcast. We pray that today's episode encouraged you and gave you hope for your own journey. Be sure to subscribe to get notified about future episodes.